This is Alan Appel, and you are listening to This Day in New Haven History on WNHH 103.5 FM and streaming live at newhavenindependent.org, community radio in the Elm City. Thank you for joining us on our time-traveling machine, and I'm here with my regular co-pilot from the wonderful New Haven Museum, Jason Bishop-Wurzel. Hi, Jason. Hi, Alan. So, Jason, on this Wednesday, October 19th, you are helping us time-travel back to the... um, Contentious year, I guess they all seem to be contentious, but (laughs) 1972, courtesy of um, a publication called Modern Times here in New Haven. So tell us about this. All I know about this, we looked at this in the past. It seems to be sort of like the um, East Village Other or something like that. Yeah, similar. It's a uh, a publication uh, that was... uh as far as in our manuscripts, uh, we have through the early 70s, uh, and it was a political paper, uh, kind of uh, the division of the American independence movement here in New Haven. And that was a, that was a, actually a, a kind of third party in that era, I believe. I think they ran a presidential candidate in 1972. The, the, this moment was one month before the national election that pitted uh, Nixon running for a second term against George McGovern. Right. So p- politics were front and center. And uh, oh gosh, look at this. The, um, our listeners can't see this, but the the photograph or partial photograph above this piece called "Unions Back McGovern." Uh, it says Eighth Ward's Democrats plan strategy for the coming election. From left to right is Alderwoman Louisa Deloro. Yes. And some others, and then Tony. Uh, Carlone and Gig Martino sounds like an Italian house party. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sounds like something that was going down here uh, nearby where we're taping in Worcester Square. That's right. So, so tell us what this piece is, and uh, yeah, that's the moment, right? 1972. Yes. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, just we're heading towards the election as we are here today in uh, 2016, and uh, that's right, a month away. Yeah, more or less. Less even. Right. The, the final the final days heading towards the decision decision 2016 uh, and this was the final days heading towards decision 1972 and uh, what you had was McGovern Nixon and uh, in this case this was a uh, article discussing the labor unions uh, supporting McGovern for president right but but I but uh, I think uh now that you mention how close the election is uh, now and then, the piece does talk about the, what what we're calling the ground game. Mm-hmm. You know how the votes are going to be, um, uh, the voters are going to be brought to the booth. Right. Yeah. So they're distributing leaflets, but they're I think they're doing a lot more. Yes. So they go on to say the drive to elect George McGovern has gained momentum as a growing segment of Connecticut labor unifies behind him. At the October 9th meeting in New Haven's AFL-CIO Labor Temple, the Connecticut Labor for McGovern organization stressed the need for action. Plans for a media blitz included regular press statements, interviews, and press releases at frequent intervals. Matty Greenberg of the United Auto Workers, UAW, stressed the need to reach workers at the plant. 
His plans included, as you mentioned, a massive distribution of McGovern leaflets. The UAW has leaflets and will take charge of their distribution. Right. So then, as now, um, the the unions were uh, the indispensable element in um, getting out the vote. Yes. Um, yeah. Right. Absolutely. And on the next page, let me see. What does it say? It it says um, under the under McGovern headquarters there. Activity has not faded with the October 14th registration deadline. Hundreds of new voters, mostly pro-McGovern Democrats, have registered, and now McGovern volunteers are canvassing New Haven to assure a strong voter turnout. Hmm. And they mentioned a constant theme in our drive is Nixon's own statement of October 9th, 1968. Anyone who has promised peace in four years and cannot deliver does not deserve a second chance. Relying Nixon's supposed plans for peace. There are also plans for McGovern to visit Connecticut at some unspecified date, probably in October. So that would have been in a couple weeks. Right. And, yeah, we we forget how contentious this was because Nixon, um, I guess he beat Humphrey in, for his first term in 68 by promising to end the war in Vietnam, um, if I'm not mistaken. And here we are in 1972, and the war actually is still going on. Oh, yes. And not only is the war going on, but what, what the, even the, um, the lefties at Modern Times did not know um, is how extensive Watergate um, the the break in had already occurred in mm-hmm. June a few a months a few months before this, but it hadn't it had it hadn't reached the point of of um, uh, the investigations touching Nixon, right? Which which is why uh, he did quite well in this election. I yeah, he... if you remember, <laughs> I don't think McGovern carried his own state. Yes, yes, this was a this would turn out to be a complete blowout. Uh, he carried Massachusetts. Nixon M- did. Oh, or McGovern. McGovern covered carried Massachusetts, but and, and he carried the District of Columbia, and that was it. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of a definition landslide there. But 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 full disclosure, I voted for McGovern. I voted for. I was proud that I voted for McGovern. There you have it. I had a McGovern bumper sticker, and I didn't even have a car. But I just wanted to show my support. Did you just put it on other people's cars for fun? I think I was like one of those like school kids who put it on their like loose leaf binder, mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. So they go on to give some background here as to uh, their support for George McGovern. Under the editorial, vote for McGovern. We support the election of Senator George McGovern to the presidency to prevent four more years of the disastrous Nixon government. McGovern has committed himself to certain principles that make his election important. His statement that money made by money should be taxed at the same rate as money made by men promises a fair tax system for once. Oh, right. Now, that's th- that, that issue, that is the... Uh, uh the lower income tax rate on um, uh, uh, hedge fund uh, revenues and um, I guess uh, capital capital gains as opposed to uh, wages. Mm-hmm. So that still is with us. That issue. It's still with us. Very yes. much with us. Yeah. Yes. Uh, there's a, several relevant points that, for better or for worse, are still with us here in 2016. And we have a, let me see, it was Connecticut's, I guess Abraham Ribicoff, was he the senator at this, must have been the senator at this point, because he played a role in the craziness that ensued after this. Mm-hmm. Was he Ribicoff, senator, or 
governor. I think he must have been senator at this time. That would seem to be about right. Because what happened, if memory serves, is that um, uh, Nixon went on to win, of course, as we've just discussed. And his vice president was Spiro Agnew. Yes. And Agnew resigned within about a year. Um, And then, of course, Nixon resigned. So neither of them... But Gerald Ford came into play. Gerald Ford came in. That's right. And Gerald Ford came in at a later date. At a later date. As but, vice president, being ended up being one of the few presidents that was never actually elected president. Right. But, I mean, even even at the moment of this article, uh, before the election took place in, in, the, in the primary, McGovern had tapped Thomas Eagleton, a senator, who... Then dro- who dropped out, if I'm not mistaken, because uh, he, he was undergoing psychotherapy or something like that, and hmm. he 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 um, uh, McGovern stood by him, but there was a lot of pressure that he somehow was was not. Can you believe it? He was not fit because he had some psychological help because for because the, he was getting therapy because <laughs> he was getting therapy. We won't mention how that might relate to the present moment. But then, but then the writing was on the wall. The smart Democrats knew this was, this was not going to be an easy election because um, McGovern was very anti-war, and the country wasn't quite ready for that. Right. Um, and they were tired of the of the. Um, and Nixon ran on a, a law and order. They were tired of demonstrations and and uh, stuff like that. And who was going to take Eagleton's place? And I think Abraham. Ribikoff was offered the vice presidential slot, but turned McGovern down. Hmm. And eventually they had to draft somebody like, uh, I think, Sergeant Shriver, who was uh, in the Kennedy circle. Right. Because originally McGovern thought the, the way to win was to get Ted Kennedy to run yes. as the initial vice president. But Ted Kennedy, no fool he, said, I don't want any part of this. Right. Because um, it's one thing to feel the support in Massachusetts of, um, you know, a strong liberal community. And Massachusetts went for McGovern, but nobody else did. Right. Anyway. And, and of course, uh, Ted Kennedy had his eyes on his own plan as time went on. He did. But this election, and it had two other interesting things I just, I, I, I looked up. Uh, well, right, he, it, Chappaquiddick had occurred shortly before, so he, there was some baggage. He, he needed to live that down. Um, that that had happened in '69, but in in the in the run up to get the nomination that McGovern eventually got, uh, Shirley Chisholm, uh, a, uh, an African American representative from New York, she was in the running, however briefly, for the nomination. The first time an African American ever had kind of advanced that far in the party, yeah. and there was a, there was a um, an Asian named Patsy Mink from Hawaii, that and that person uh, dipped their foot in the um, in the electoral game also. So it's interesting. I mean, it was, things were being tried out that were, that people ran with later at the time. Right. All right. That we're still experimenting with, it seems like today. Uh, And uh, one way or the other, we'll see some form of change happening in the next couple of weeks here in 2016. But yes, as you mentioned, uh, McGovern would be... uh, pretty beat pretty hard in this election uh 
And uh, yes, some of his his proposals uh, that didn't come to pass was that he was uh, pushing to stop the war in Southeast Asia. He had mentioned he would do it within 90 days of taking office. He said he would bring home the troops and prisoners. That sounds familiar. And they mentioned that in the four years, Nixon had told many lies about the war, but he had not ended it and only added to it. Correct. And there was bombing uh, of Cambodia at the time that they did know about. That's right. And uh, as with the support here, and as you had mentioned, uh, uh, Ribikoff here, they mentioned during his 14 years in the U.S. Congress, McGovern has supported labor-backed issues 93.5% of the time, according to the records of the AFL-CIO Committee on Political Education, COPE. Hmm. Connecticut's Senator Ribikoff has a 93.7% record, while Senator Muskie has a 94.6 record. Nixon's record in Congress, and then as vice president from 1947 to 1960, was recorded by Cope as 13%. Not a a union man. Not a union man. Muskie was a union guy, but remember there was a famous incident when Muskie and McGovern were competing in in the primary um, in New Hampshire. Muskie was a senator from nearby Maine, but he cried. He Tears came to his eyes during a... Um, it's so strange to talk about this because... And that disqualified him. Mm. His tears were disqualified him. He wasn't a strong enough man. And the same way that Eagleton's therapy disqualified him. Well, I think times have changed from that point of view. Anyway, um, do you know how Connecticut voted? I happen to know how Connecticut voted in 1972. Please let us know. I'll let you know. And so... Um, Connecticut went for Nixon and the, 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 uh, of all the, of the 1.3 or so million votes were cast, Nixon got 810,000 and McGovern 550,000. It wasn't close. Right. Despite the, um, the union efforts. Okay, Jason, well, thank you for bringing us, uh, this, um, story from modern times and in the hope that our listeners will all register to vote if they haven't already. Uh, this is Alan Appel thanking you for joining us on this day in New Haven history. See you next time, Jason. Thank you. See you tomorrow.